This is Eric Campbell. You can find me at ericcampbell.com. This is Brian Walker with Image Armor Pretreatment and Inks. Johnny Shell with SGIA. Scott Fresner with T-Biz and Network International. And you're listening to Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery. If you're not listening, you're missing out. All right. Well, welcome to the show. It is Friday, April 15th, 2022. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. So, Terry, today we're going to have Craig Mertens joining us with Graphics Flow, and we're going to talk to him about garment and product decorating graphics. So uh, if you ever want to talk graphics, Craig is your guy. He's been around the graphics world probably his whole life. We'll we'll talk more about that and uh, (laughs) looking forward to, you know, I I was just thinking about this, Terry. We've not, I don't believe that we've actually had Craig on the two regular guys. I know I've talked to him in different places and seminars and stuff like that. But I can't recall a time that we've had Craig on before, which I think uh, that that'd be my mistake. <laughs> I, 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 you, you might be correct, and and uh, I guess we see Craig so often that maybe we think he's been on the show. Craig being our former neighbor, uh, business neighbor, when we were both at U.S. Screen, out the back door, went to their back door, and and uh, see them over at Munchamania and uh, or, or more likely see them on a flight going to a trade show because we were always on the same flights together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we we definitely traveled a lot together back in those days. So anyhow, I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to hear because, uh, you know, all those years that we weren't traveling, um, <laughs> we couldn't get anymore. But uh, yeah, a, a couple people that of jobs with those yeah. uh, <laughs> companies any longer. We should just overdub them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is so and so with, and then and then the new company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah, we definitely could use some of that. So, um, stay tuned. We we should have some new intros at some point here. Uh, it's get got to bubble up to the top of my list too. And um, I don't know. You, you did get a couple, didn't you? Didn't you mention that that maybe you I gotta... did, and I have not sent them over to you yet. And I took my recorder with me to Atlantic City and never got out of the booth. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good sign. Uh, True. I, I actually kind of like it when you don't get those uh, opportunities to uh, to grab those because that means your guys are are busy and, uh, and exactly shows a good show. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So, yeah. And, yeah. and by the way, it's Good Friday. Happy Good Friday. Happy Good Friday. Coming up on <laughs> Easter, Passover, all those different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, hopefully everybody's got fun plans for Easter here on on Sunday and um, looking forward to uh, a, a nice weekend. Hopefully, I don't with the crazy weather everywhere, who knows who who's underneath a couple of feet of snow or wind or, right. you know, we, we've got some sunshine, but it's a little bit chilly, you know, so it's all, all par for the course. I know you're like, you know, dealing with that constant nine inches of sunshine but yeah it's only gonna be 90 here today though so <laughs> those, those eggs will if they're not already hard boiled will be when the, <laughs> by the time <laughs> you pick them up on sunday morning exactly right oh, i i did i did uh, i was in a meeting earlier this morning and someone asked me if i was dressed as the easter bunny for the show today because of uh, the color of my shirt <laughs> and and then you, did you answer no this is just my standard uniform <laughs> I, I did not but it is <laughs> it is yes yes you look very good all right well let's check in with a couple of people here real quick uh terry because uh, not a lot of news items to cover this morning but you know i know what everybody's really here for uh, outside of uh, number one they're here to talk to craig number two they're here for the dad joke so we'll get to that in just one second but uh want to say good morning to cindy king and good morning to curtis and chuck good morning to you as well and uh ramona good morning and blessed holiday thank you and a good morning to our good friend david gross over at condi systems and um we've got dot tone dan he's in so awesome excellent and then uh chuck saying good morning to all the regulators too so we get get everybody covered um and then my guess is the only one that i know that has this kind of trouble with facebook is todd so my guess is this is todd (laughs) (laughs) if you were on user number one (laughs) facebook user number one um if you were on one of todd's shows he would say f you facebook user which stands for facebook user right so anyhow (laughs) That, we're not saying that here. Um, <laughs> so good morning to Chris and good morning to Masheed. Good to see you again. And Kelly, thank you for tuning in. So we got everybody popping in. We want to talk about graphics here today. 
Terry, but um, we also want to get a dad joke in. We, we would be remiss if we did not, correct? We would be. And in fact, uh, today's joke, uh, I, I've contributed and, and I think a lot of the regulators know that I am a, uh, a walking dead guy. So it, when the zombie apocalypse happens, come to my house because yeah. I know how to survive. He, he, but, does, uh, he does. And it, he, will you have a uh, yellow legal pad for all of us to take notes as we learn it, from you it, how to survive? Exactly. As all of your information is lost to the ethos, I will uh, I will I have be able my... To access my info. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a I have a Walking Dead uh, dad joke. You ready? I am ready. Let's do it. What What do you call a zombie who doesn't joke around? I don't know what you call a zombie who doesn't joke around. Dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, All you know right. what? One of the other things we need to do is uh, get one of those sound effects for the uh, the the bump bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm pretty uh, sure we could find that. Uh, Eric, next assignment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we uh, dive in, let's uh, thank everybody that's checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast today. We are always looking for new guests. If you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to Calendly.com slash two, the number two, regular guys, and uh, share your show ideas. If you are listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys with all your industry friends so they can become regulators too. We would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. And those reviews are very, very helpful to uh, myself and Aaron and Eric. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and questions for Craig. Yes, definitely. Uh, and get out there and share it and uh, let everybody know to come become regulators with us, like Terry mentioned there. So, um Edward, howdy. Good. Thanks for joining us here. And we've got Charles checking in with us as well. And um, so a couple of follow-ups to the dad joke, Terry. We always have to get those too. And and I did a lot better job not snickering while you were talking about things that weren't related to what I was snickering about. So <laughs> <laughs> now I can snicker out loud. Um, so Eric shared, uh, the zombie is not the only dead thing here. So um, yeah, we've got that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Todd said, Terry will be our real version of Bill Murray from zombie. <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> oh, I love uh, it. <laughs> we've got that. Um, let's see here. And that, that joke killed me. We've got that one. Uh, and then Edward, as I was talking about the sound effects we need, we, we also need that. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I, can I like that, that better. Do that Good, one, good idea, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Terry, let's let's get into talking about some graphics here today. <laughs> the sad trombone. Thank you, Eric. Um, <laughs> so let's get into talking about some graphics here today with our guest. I will go ahead and introduce him and, and share a little bit about him and then we will grab him. Does that sound good, Terry? Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, Craig Mertens is the general manager of Graphics Flow. Graphics Flow, formerly known as Digital Art Solutions, is a sister company of Inksoft. Craig has been working in the apparel decoration industry for over 35 years. Prior to co-founding uh, Digital Art Solutions, Craig was a top producing manufacturer's representative in the imprinted sportswear industry. Craig has spent his career developing products and services that assist in managing graphics, optimizing sales, and growing profitable businesses. Craig has a wide range of expertise in graphics and production for screen printing, vinyl graphics, rhinestone, multi-decoration, embroidery, applique, digital printing, and laser engraving. Craig is the facilitator of the Graphics Flow Academy online education program. It's an awesome program, by the way. Uh, this free online training program has helped thousands of apparel decorators and personalized businesses maximize their productivity and grow their sales. So welcome into the Two Regular Guys podcast. Craig, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, Terry, um, we want, we're over at uh, Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers a couple weeks ago. And my wife was like, where's Terry? She was concerned. And there was a, there was a guy sitting in your bar stool, um, man. Who, and so it's good to see that you're okay. So. <laughs> I actually moved to Glendale. So oh, wow. 
Yeah, yeah. So I I go to a different cold beer and cheeseburgers. You'll have well, to good. They, at least sometime. they didn't didn't lose five percent of their overall revenue. So. <laughs> exactly. I was just there for the cheeseburgers. Okay. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, sure. <laughs> and, and just for anybody that is not familiar with the Phoenix area, when when you talk about Glendale's just outside of Phoenix, and and Scottsdale's on the other side, but Phoenix is such a big sprawling metropolis. That it feels like, like, yeah, I'm in Glendale. That's like a 45 minute drive to go to the other side of Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that's adjacent to California. It's exactly. Exactly. With traffic, you probably get. Yeah, with traffic, you're probably closer to California than you are to uh, Scottsdale or Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a straighter shot, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, when you're in a desert, you're the city just gets it's it's like you spilled milk. It just keeps spreading just further into the desert. So, <laughs> well, the cheaper the cheaper housing's out in the burbs. So the farther you get away from the center, the more affordable it gets. Yeah, yeah, so, true enough. Yeah, true enough. definitely, definitely. All right. Well, Craig, lots of moving and shaking uh, over there with Inksoft and, and Graphics Flow and, and, and some other companies. Uh, let's let's not start with graphics. Let's start with what's the what, what's changing with the ownership and 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 uh, combining companies. Tell us. Uh, give, give us a little update on all that. Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, last November, um, Graphics Flow, Printavo, and Inksoft were acquired by. Um, uh, Blue Star and PSG, which are two private equity companies. Cool. And they identified the kind of the synergies between the three companies. If you think about, you know, Printavo is, you know, job management, scheduling, all the business side of apparel decoration. Mm -hmm. um, Inksoft is the, you know, gold standard in e-commerce, online design. And then GraphicsFo fits in as the, this, the graphics platform. Um, it provides an end-to-end -end solution. So they saw the, the synergies between the companies and um, acquired um, all three companies. And one of the big questions people said, hey, is this gonna merge into one company? And I, I'm wearing my Inktavo shirt, our Inktavo <laughs> shirt. And, and the answer to that is at this point, no. Um, they're still being operated as independent entities, but we share management teams, we share programming teams. Um, there's a lot of interconnectivity between um, the organizations. And for me, from a personal point of view, I've gotten to be, you know, really connected with the Printavo team. This is a whole new group of coworkers and they're just great people, cool to work with. We are slacking all day long. We've done webcasts together. Uh, Bruce Ackerman is a remarkable human being. It's just really been a been a great move for all of us. So we're we're going places. It's it's actually a really exciting time to be involved in the organization. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you said I'm wearing this shirt because that that's the that's the thing about us in this industry. Somebody goes, oh, you're combining. Oh, we should do a shirt. <laughs> oh, we did two shirts. Are you kidding me? And then, and then they did a white shirt. We did a white shirt and everybody's just looking like it's a really cool graphic, but I just can't do white, man. You know, I, I got the mezzanine, so it's going to have spaghetti or pizza or, or something on there. So. Yeah, the white shirts. Uh, that's awesome. And and Craig, I think that's really interesting. And for people to kind of understand, too, you make a great point there that you've got, you know, like you said, an end to end solution when you look at all three of those players. And, and so to bring them together, you know. Even operating as separate companies, like you said, you're talking about the synergies, you're talking about the ways that you can all grow together. Um, I think that's a really cool opportunity. And, and we're glad to see that kind of thing happening in our space. Right. So, yeah, you know, it's fascinating. I was talking to, uh, you know, our, our development director and we were talking about how technologically stunted the decorated apparel industry is compared to a lot of other industries. And, you know, it, it occurs to me that, you know, the folks that are adopting technology, are the folks that are thriving in our industry right now. So it's really fun to be a part of that um, yeah. and to be able to provide those solutions. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Awesome. All right, Craig. Well, what we really want to talk to, to you about, and again, uh, I just hearkening back earlier this week going, why in the heck have we not had Craig on before? But <laughs> we <laughs> have a lifetime ban. You, you remember that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got over that. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's talk some graphics here. Let's uh, get into into what we're here to really talk about. So what are, I, I guess maybe start here. What are some of the options that Decorator has for creating graphics? Um, I think the probably the best technique is to rely on custom ink screen grabs. 
I think that has uh, become the de facto standard for graphics creativity. You know, I'm, you know, I'm making a joke, but it, you know, we, you know, we introduced this new feature called Art Portal, where you know, we, people have a site, customers can go to the site and select graphics and submit them. And I think prior to that, I was just kind of surprised, um, you know, talking to clients like how consistent it is in clients using the internet as a research tool to yeah. select their graphics and, you know, whether it's Etsy or Facebook or, you know, a website or Nike or um, custom ink, um, you know, that's the kind of the de facto standard that end users utilize to provide source artwork. So the decor end, decorator ends up in a scenario where they're having to forensically reconstruct this artwork. It's expensive. There's time delays yeah. and, and, and there's, there's a cost associated to doing that. So, you know, I think in terms of the, the, you know, options that people have for doing graphics, certainly in-house graphic design, um, you know, if you have, you know, having a full-time artist or a part-time artist, um, you know, with the labor shortages, um, that's a little bit challenging. And, and I would, I would say one thing about that there, and Terry, you can back me on this. There is a big difference between a t-shirt designer and a graphic designer. And just because somebody's a good graphic designer, doesn't mean they're going to really have an aptitude for t-shirts. That's something that's learned. And, and I think that comes from just, um, practical experience in the marketplace and, and following retail trends and, to a certain degree, your own level of personal taste. You know, if you wear cool stuff, you can probably design cool stuff. And uh, so, the, you know, there's always that option of, you know, in-house graphic design team. And, and a lot of our clients do have design teams, but more and more we're seeing people rely on outsourcing. And so there's services that are available where they basically just take over the graphics part of your business and you utilize them as an outsourced graphics team. Um, but in our industry, the number one, Survey says way for people to do uh, graphics is self-taught graphic designers. So people go out and they buy equipment um, and they get a DTG printer or directed film or sublimation. And somebody says, hey, what do I do for graphics? And they're like, yeah, you know, they're going to get two pieces of advice. They're going to get, hey, go get Adobe Illustrator. Um, that's what all the pro graphic designer use, users use. And the, and the suppliers and the equipment vendors will say, go get CorelDRAW because it's easier and then we don't have to tech you as much. And so people end up getting these programs and then they open the program and then they stare at the screen for 10 minutes and they're like, what did I get myself into? And so, you know, that's a, that's kind of a, a barren wasteland for a little while, but people generally get the hang of it and, and learn how to do graphics at some rudimentary level. But, you know, I think one of the, the most practical method methodologies for, for creating graphics is, utilizing at some level stock artwork, you know, think, let the professional designers do the, the groundwork, and then you're going to utilize their skill set and the research that they do um, to provide, you know, artwork at a high level. Because honestly, with a small company to try to compete with a big company with a full service art department, you know, that's, that's going to, I believe, going to be their best strategy. And hopefully that answers the question. Did I leave yeah. anything out? No, I, you know, I, I think it's really, really a good point, right? And, and like you said, we had some comments over here. Charles said screen grabs, a hundred percent accurate, right? So, yeah, right. <laughs> um, good stuff. You, and, and, you, yeah, you, and you forensic reconstruction is the best way to describe it. What is the font? Where'd that clip art come from? Oh, I can't use that clip art. I got to find something similar. Oh, yeah. what color is that? You know, it's like, yeah. You know, Craig, I was laughing when you said that about self-taught graphic designers because uh, every screen printing class I have, I always say, okay, who are my graphic designers in the class? And, and one have hand, have their hand just, just, just barely up. Right. It's like. Are you? Are you not? <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. I mean, I pull when I do uh, graphics classes. I'll pull that same question, and I'll have maybe one or two people. And uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's just kind of went for it, you know. Or, or the end goes up and then goes back down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's there see might your be portfolio. a graphic designer to... in here is going to call me out on this. <laughs> yeah, we need to verify your portfolio. If you can send me a link. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about that. So, so why are graphics important to the growth of your business? How, how do how do graphics impact a business's success? You know, I, I think I have some unique context to answer that question. You know, when I was um, you know, I started schlepping, schlepping technical term, uh, decorated apparel when I was 15 years old. And my parents had a, 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 you know, $15 million a year screen printing and embroidery business. And we had six retail stores. So I thought, Hey, when I was in high school, um, you know what, 
I can sell all the shirts to the intramural groups. I can do, we have this big art department. We'll put together, you know, the graphics for the, the uh, track team and the cross country team that I was involved in. And, and so, you know, we always had cool graphics. I still own those shirts that we did to this day. They, there are a few sizes too small for me. My kids think they're great. I made them pledge to never sell them on eBay because they're probably valuable as quote vintage. Right. Um, but you know, some, so from the earliest ages of my career, I, you know, I realized that graphics are really what sets a product apart. And so when I got out of, out of school over at Northern Arizona university, after I decided my DJing and radio management career wasn't going to pay um, the bills, um, you know, I got thrown to the wolves as a manufacturer's rep in our family decorated apparel business. And so my business was selling to college bookstores. And, you know, let me tell you, you lead with graphics. If you go in and you're working with a bookstore buyer and you're just rolling in there and you're like, hey, I got a T-shirt. Um, and they ask you the question, well, what's your T-shirt sell for? You didn't even get an opportunity to tell them why it's better. You know, it's not better because maybe it's a higher quality shirt. It's better because it has a cool graphic. And if that graphic is going to be on that product and it's going to sit in your store and it's going to move, you're going to want to reorder. And so I, I feel like one of the big mistakes that people often make is leading with product versus leading with graphics. And um, just, you know, one really good, solid piece of, of advice that I'd like to give our, our listeners and viewers today is it, when you're doing all that great work you're doing and when you got those t-shirts coming off the press or off that DTG printer or, you know, that heat press pops up and you've just sublimated something amazing, take a photo or better yet, take video of that video of that. Get that onto your social, get that onto Facebook, get that into Instagram because younger folks, and I'm not sure what the definition of younger folks is. I've been, I believe it's under 35, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but the it, under 30 it grows, it grows over time. The, the younger folks, <laughs> they are judging you based on your website and what they're seeing graphically. And they are judging you based on what they're seeing on social. And if you can't knock their socks off with graphics, um, you know, they're going to just, you know, they're going to swipe left and they're going to go to the next vendor. And so I, I think graphics, you know, it's the lifeblood of our industry. It's really what sets the, the truly successful organizations in our industry apart. And, uh, you know, I'll just set one little caveat there. This drives me crazy. Um, talking to promotional products distributors, um, and I've been working with promotional products distributors for ages. Two years ago, they would have told you, um, well, the customer provides all the artwork. Uh, we just put logos on things. We put logos on stuff, right? Um, they're not saying that anymore. They're like, hey, where do, how do I do creative? Because they're getting smoked by these big online um, you know, uh, resellers like 4imprints. They're very sophisticated art departments, do creative services, do whole branding programs. And so it's really fun for me to see this open-mindedness now amongst distributors and this hunger and this interest in doing graphics. So um, that seems to be the trend in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Craig, the point that you were making too, about leading with the graphics is, is so important for, for decorators to understand. Um, because of the fact that the reality is what we do is we take a commodity and we make it better. Correct. Period. I mean, that, that's, that's what we do. What makes it better? It's the graphic. It's the thing you put on it, right? We, we can all go get the same really nice hoodie or t-shirt or whatever it's what you put on it and and what you put into putting on that is is what makes you stand out and so i'm so glad that you made that point for the regulators to to get in fact i think dan uh dot tone dan campbell here says graphic artist employee is the last thing most startups think about when starting a screen printing shop and the last charged for to the customers it's a strange thought there right and i think that's true unfortunately you know, I think one of the points, you know, I, I'd bring up regarding that too, is, you know, that art development time, that, that time that you're spelling, you know, spending developing that, that artwork, a lot of times, you know, if, if you're really honest with yourself, um, you might be losing money on a job. I talked to a client the other day and he was saying, you know, listen, what I can't do anymore is I can't reconstruct these graphics from custom ink or, or for a 48 piece order and spend an hour or two, you know, developing something on a 48 piece order. I need to use my graphics team when I have a big order. And he cited a, a really large company he works with yeah. where they're ordering a thousand units at a time. He can spend the time and energy and money on art development for that client that where you can't really justify that for some of these smaller orders. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's the trend it is the smaller orders for sure. I think sure. still are, are heading in that trend. And so awesome. All right. Well, so let's, let's talk about this then. Um, I guess 
I want to try to understand then what, what are some of the tools and resources that will help us become better at the graphic side of this? Well, I mean, there's, there's lots of different ways to create graphics. And, you know, if you look at the full range, um, some of the, the vendors like Sawgrass has their online design system for sublimators. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, a really good way to, for somebody to just kind of dip into graphics for sublimation. Obviously that's tied into their printer drivers and things of that nature. People will go out and buy some of the freeware programs like uh, Inkscape, uh, some of the inexpensive graphic design uh, programs like Affinity Designer. Um, but at some point, you know, you're going to get to the point where you're, most folks are going to want to elevate to the level of a professional graphics program. And if you, if you kind of look at that, there are two tribes <laughs> and let me tell you, it is, it is quite interesting to me. And um, I, I go between both tribes. So I'm a uh, peacekeeper. Um, but, but from my general observations, the Adobe users tend to be um, professionally trained at some level or they're self-taught. And when I interview a self-taught Adobe user, they're they're generally not going to brag about their awesome graphic skills. Um, some some of them do, but the folks that have spent the time and have done the vocational part of it and have developed some skills, um, they have a tendency to be very um, uh, you know loyal to the application and the company. And you know, I think one of the best things that ever happened to Adobe was the word Photoshop. Um, I'm going to Photoshop that, right? It just created a lot of awareness in the industry. And I've I've been using Adobe products, using Illustrator since 1988. And frankly, if I'm going to sit down and draw something with vectors, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use Illustrator. I'm just more comfortable over there. But on the other hand, then you got the CorelDRAW tribe. And the CorelDRAW tribe largely probably started because initially CorelDRAW was less expensive. Um, uh, I certainly make the argument it's much easier to learn. It does substantially the same things as, as the other vector graphics program like Illustrator. But the vendors would push um, CorelDRAW. And I think the reason the vendors would push CorelDRAW was it's easier and they knew they were going to have a lower tech support load and customers were going to be able to pick it up faster. But bear in mind that, you know, for, for years, CorelDRAW was a, you know, Windows only based program. Now it's, you know, it, it has you know, both platforms. And so I think the reason that CorelDRAW is, has been, and it's always shocking when you tell this to screen printers, has kind of been the dominant player amongst screen printer printers is because the proliferation on, of add-on tools that are specific to CorelDRAW Mm -hmm. um, that assist people like, for instance, when Wilcom adopted CorelDRAW as their design engine for their, uh, you know, their, uh, deco and embroidery studio product lines, you know, we've been doing CorelDRAW add-on software for over 30 years. And it, it seems to me like, you know, with the, Adobe doesn't really pay a whole lot of attention to us. I got an email from the product manager of a Corel Corporation, John Falsetto yesterday, um, it was copied on and, you know, they were asking us, how do you do your technology? How do you actually create these connections into CorelDRAW with your software. They had no idea how we did it. And we've been doing it for 30 years. That was kind of a compliment. I was like, yeah, I mean, so, you know, people are going to get these programs. They're going to learn these programs. The first time you open up one of these programs, you're going to stare at the screen and you're going to be just lost where I start. And here, here's some hope. You ready? You don't have to use the full suite of these products. You can just ignore most of the features. Yeah. You need to know how to import and export graphics. You need to know how to print. You know how to, you need to know how to select things, group, ungroup, weld, trim. You need to know how to type in text, text on a path. You need to know how to envelope, recolor things, change object order. And if you learn that basic skill set, um, anybody can do graphics. You just have to kind of get in your mindset of ignore all the other stuff. That will come later and you probably won't use it anyways. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the two major graphics programs are going to work substantially the same. They have the same features um, and they're just named differently. Yeah. Nice. All right. You Brian know, says, uh, boo, Corel, go team Adobe. So as you said, Craig, there, there's definitely yeah, two right, tribes out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Brian's a client of mine. So we've had this discussion enough times. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then uh, just real quick, uh, Lauren, back when we were talking about the uh, younger crowd, she did say that uh, under 35 hurts a little bit. So uh, just throwing that out. You know, I, actually what I said, actually, I think my intention on that question, <laughs> backpedaling a little bit, is consumer purchasing habits. Okay. We see like, you know, my, my kids never want to talk to a live human being. Um, you know, my daughter needed to get her, for the first time, her own auto insurance on her car when she turned 25. And so she went to one of the major online uh, insurance companies and got a quote and sent it over to my wife. And my wife called our guy. And it was 20% cheaper than the company that advertised 20% cheaper, but she didn't want to talk to a person. Yeah. 
And so younger people, yeah. you know, it yeah. kind of ties into our industry. Younger people just would, are comfortable buying online and, and specifically on their phones, right? Yeah. And so, you know, in our industry, people adjusting to consumer habits of online preferences for purchasing, yeah. I think is really important for the for the younger market. I'm a tire kicker, man. I like to see it, touch it, feel it. You know, I still go into the <laughs> shoe store and try on shoes. Um, I go to the bike store and take a test drive. But, um, you know, not everybody's wired that way. So it no. wasn't really meant as a. No, no. I, yeah, you yeah, get it. For, for yeah. sure. We get it. But yeah. I, I think that was also a really good point, too. I remember uh, when we listened to Jay Bear back at the ThreadX back in 2019, Terry, he yeah. had a stat that uh, shared that 86% of millennials actually had to hype themselves up to make a phone call. Right. They had to, like, they were that afraid of it that they didn't want to talk to a live person. And so I think your point's very well made, Craig, that we have to understand who our, who our customers are and how they want to interact. And that means we've got to get that stuff out. Like you were talking about, we got to get it out on social. We got to show people without making them come in and touch and feel. So it's good. Yeah, it was interesting. My, my 26 year old daughter, you know, when she was in her sorority, um, you know, they were, you know, sororities and fraternities, you know, every time they turn around, there's a new shirt. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and they would, they would buy from an online company and they would go and do their own designs. And I was, you know, I'm a t-shirt snob. I was never surprised. And I asked my daughter about that. And I was like, you know, no offense, honey, but your swag isn't great. And she goes, yeah, well, we designed it ourselves online. And I go, yeah, it looks like it. And she's like, yeah, but then dad, we don't have to talk to anybody. And so dad got volunteered to do a shirt for them. I have a local vendor in the college town that they're in and I designed this shirt. And they did, I mean, it was nuts. And the kids went bonkers for it. And my daughter, people were asking like, where did you get that? And I said, my dad designed it. <laughs> and, um, you know, so they do have a hunger and a, and, a, and a need for the higher level graphics. So I think you can make a case if you can create cooler things, you can reach that audience as well. Yeah. Totally. Well, you, you know, uh, and, and the old school uh, decorators also, uh, I, I know someone that has a that has a chat on their website <clears throat> and couldn't understand every time somebody would come on there, he would type in, give me your phone number and I'll give you a call and couldn't understand why they would just hang up. <laughs> yeah, I've like, had. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had business relationships with clients for years that I've never talked to on the phone. It's purely been email back and forth. And frankly, it, for that person, it, it works just fine. Um, but the email strings, you know, uh, they can get pretty lengthy. <laughs> as, <laughs> as is, you know, you just pick up the phone and you call somebody, right? And they're like shocked. Um, why, are you, why are you calling me? <laughs> I was like, because yeah, it's easier. I didn't know my phone did this. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I thought yeah. it was just texting. texting I text pictures. clients all the time. I, I text them all the time. If they know picking up the phone. I'll just text them. So. <laughs> well, nice. hey, ta talking about online then, uh, let's talk about online tools that makes it easier for us to collaborate with our clients about graphics. Okay. Well, you know, that's why, um, you know, graphics flow exists. You know, we, when I, when, you know, in just kind of a little backstory, you know, we, you know, Scott Fresner, who's a mutual friend of ours and a family friend of ours. And I've known Scott since I was a little kid and he taught me how to screen print him and my dad um, did a trade show back. And I think it was 1993. It was the ISS show in Long Beach. And my dad had purchased all the artwork um, from our screen printing business back from the bankruptcy court from the company he sold our company to and turned it into clip art. And my dad just camped out in Scott's booth um, at the impression show and started selling. I think our first art volume was 142 floppy disks in a, a very classy Huggies diaper box. Um, but, but screen printers just gobbled up this vector art for screen printing because it was, you know, you didn't have to draw anything. It, it was, it was clip art for apparel decorators. And so we, over the years, we developed all of these different collections for Illustrator and Corel users, um, design templates, fonts, clip art, all this kind of stuff. But it was still kind of old school, you know, it was like buy a disc, download a file, it was kind of modern. Um, in the early days, we'd bundle a CD-ROM in with your package. But it was it was kind of an archaic way of doing business. And so when I sold the, the business, you know, my sister and I sold the business to Inksoft, you know, Scott Allen, um, who's our, our president said, Craig, if you were starting this business over again, what would you do? Like, think of yourself as a startup. And I said, move to the cloud. And um, second of all, um, move to a subscription-based model. When people are buying content, you know, folks don't really want to buy a collection and only use four or five images for it. They want to have everything and, and, and access it as needed for the specific project. And they also want to be able to share it and use that artwork to collaborate with their clients. So we did. We took all of our, our massive collections of artwork and we, um, we remodeled everything, new fonts, new colors, everything. We, we 
um, packaged it up, keyworded it. And then we, our art development team, we were doing a, a massive amount of development over the last two years. And we created this thing called Graphics Flow. And Graphics Flow is an online app, Mac, Windows, PC, tablet, iOS, Android. We don't care. Internet connection in a browser. And our clients could go over there and, and search for artwork and download it. And most importantly, they can share with their clients. So you can you can create an instant product showcase and say, hey, here's my top five designs that I've uploaded to the platform. And here's the top five designs that were already in the platform. Let's create an instant product showcase, zip that over to the customer. They can comment and select a graphic. And so when we first introduced that technology, um, I mean, it really took off. I mean, we've seen explosive growth because people liked the concept. I also like the concept of being able to do this on your phone. So back in November, we launched a new functionality called Art Portal, which has just rocked the apparel decoration world. And it's the answer to the quote custom ink thing. And so clients can go in, they can search through the art in their art portal, link it in their website, select a design. But the end user has to come through you to get the customization. And um, they don't, they can't design it themselves and then screen grab it and take it over to somebody else. They have to come through you. So it creates this collaboration. So I think, honestly, Terry, I think that's the future. I think creating tools and in terms of artwork where you can do online collaboration, you know, I'm a, you know, retired soccer and, and, uh, and softball coach. And I think of all the drama that we went through selecting artwork from our <laughs> swag, uh, yeah. painful. Um, and I, I don't want to design something myself, honestly. Um, some people do. And you're right. The younger crowd, like my daughter, they do. But I think at least 50% or if not higher amongst people just want to be able to find something cool and say, make this beautiful for me. So I think yeah. online collaboration is, you know, really the way to go. For sure. Nice. Well, so Craig, let's, let's expand on that just a hair then. And let's, let's talk a little bit about for folks then how can, how can they build their business based on graphics? How, you know, if I was somebody that's really looking to build my business right now today, how could I build my business based on graphics? Well, I, I would make this argument. If if you are going to go into specific vertical markets, um, if you don't have graphics that are pertinent to that market, you're not going to be able to enter that market. If you're going to sell, a good example is church groups and, and the, the religious, you know, uh, mm -hmm. affiliated organizations. We have a lot of clients that deal with the mega churches and all, all those things. The graphics at that level are super sophisticated. Um, it's not praying hands and cheesy crosses. It's full on retail based graphics. Um, very sophisticated and the buyers are are very in tune to this. So having graphics that are kind of in that genre, so to speak, provides you into entry into that market. And same thing with um, if you're going to go into first responders, or you're going to go into uh, nonprofits. Um, you know, uh, the biggest one is, you know, corporate. You can't just do the logos on stuff thing with corporate. They're expecting to have branding. So you're going to have to have one of two things. You're going to have to have an online or you're going to have to have an on staff or freelance um, group to help you to develop those graphics, or you're gonna have to rely on stock designs. And I'm a, I'm a big fan. I don't know if we're dating ourselves, Terry, Mr. Potato Head. I'm a big fan of Mr. Potato Head, man. You find parts and pieces and you stick it all together and you create right. something really cool. Cool piece of clip art, element of your logo, great font, some design elements, put it together and customize it and not having to do all that from the ground up development. So I think, honestly, I think having access to stock, um, you know, graphics collections is, is, is critical. And I, I, it just feels like we're the last man standing. You know, I look at, you know, the competitors that I've, you know, you know, we've competed with in that stock art space um, over the years. And, you know, there's just a handful of us left. Um, so it's, you know, I think the folks that didn't move to the cloud and all the people that are left all moved to the cloud. Um, and uh, the folks that are left, they recognize that people want, you know, graphics on demand. They don't want to buy collections anymore. They just, what I need, when I need it, download it, boom, done. Yeah, cool. Awesome. We, um, I have a question from the uh, from a regulator, uh, Tone Dan, who's with us regularly. Uh, uh, Dan's question is, fonts management programs, what's new, what's best? Um, there was an article, it was interesting, it was an article written in Graphics Pro magazine about that very topic. And if you've ever written for a lot of these magazines, they don't like you to overtly promote um, your products if you are doing a generic article. And we've all been sworn off of that when we write yeah. articles on general themes. But it was written by one of the editors at Corel Corporation. And Corel's had this brilliant program in their application called Corel Font Manager. Um, and it used to be called Bitstream Font Manager. It was licensed from Bitstream and they dumped it. 
probably didn't want to probably didn't want to pay royalties on it anymore. And they built this thing called Crawl Font Manager. It's amazing. Um, you don't have to install your fonts. You can just have it scan your your fonts. Organize organizes them into um, categories. Um, it um, you can have fonts installed or are uninstalled on the fly. If a font's not installed, it picks up that font and installs it for you on the fly. You don't even have to have the font installed. You can mute fonts, enable fonts, print fonts. It's amazing. So on the, I would say on the on the Corel universe, you know, you don't need anything beyond Font Manager. On the, you know, Adobe side of things, there's a variety of different font programs that are available. Um, you know, I, I think one of the challenges that you know people have is, uh, and I think it's a mistake, is offering too many fonts, um, too many choices to your clients. And you know, if you it creates indecision, right? And I mean, I'm a big fan of when you know, and I've I worked with end users and did retail programs for people like um, the U.S. Olympic Kid Committee, uh, bookstores all across the U.S. You know, Foot Locker Corporation, J.C. Penney Corporate. Uh, if you remember who those guys were, um, and we would try to really limit what we were presenting to them and not give them too much decision making. Make strong recommendations. This is what is hot and is trendy in the marketplace. And the reason we would do that is to, to, to eliminate that indecision. You never know when you're talking to a buyer if they're, you know, what the flake factor is, right? And so the flake factor could be this incredibly indecisive person as soon as you open the door, well, they start doubting themselves. So, um, you know, I think limiting your core fonts that you're offering to your clients to maybe less than 100 would be a, a really good idea. Um, when people sign up for a graphics full account, we always joke, it's like their sign-on bonus. You know, we've been doing fonts for, you know, 30 years. We have the, a lot of industry standard athletic fonts and we just did the Marvel Universe and DC Comics fonts and we, you know, all the handwritten scripty home decor fonts. And, you know, people download a font set of 450 fonts when they get their account. And again, it hurts me a little bit because, you know, you can buy those for 30 bucks a piece, but good designs require good fonts. And, um, you know, kind of being tuned into that is important, but yeah. Um, I can't make a recommendation on the Adobe side of things, um, but I, I certainly would, would say the font management program that comes to CorelDRAW is, is absolutely stellar. Nice. I think limiting uh, the options to your customers uh, on all things is a, mm -hmm. is a good way to go because they just get so overwhelmed and picking the graphic and picking the garment, picking the color, you know, just uh, which would you like, A or B? <laughs> yeah, correct. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, I look at when we had Desert Sportswear and we had a couple million dollars worth of inventory sitting on our shelves from Loom and Taltex and Danes. And, you know, you know, people really got, in a, in a sense, got spoiled. Um, with, you know, the big giant, you know, wholesale distributors of blank products. Now we know in the, in the, in the area of, uh, you know, supply chain shortages, um, you know, limiting your offering in terms of the products that you're offering is really important. So you remember when you could specify a Golden 2000 and now you, or, you know, now it's like, what color would you like? Would you like a Navy t-shirt um, or would you like a black t-shirt? Now I can't get black in 2X. But we can do three, you know, it's, it's, right. I think fewer choices. I think people are kind of coming around to that idea that you don't have to necessarily quote specific brands. Um, yeah. I think you do have to quote specific quality levels, but specific brands, I don't think it's as important. You need to give yourself flexibility. Same thing on graphics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Chris says, or they can't decide on one. So they want all of them with the same quantity. Right. Of course. <laughs> and the best price. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and they I'm only going to order a dozen, but I promise you my next order is going to be. <laughs> You know, <laughs> right. thousands for my yeah. MAA, MMA sponsorship yeah, that I'm exactly. doing. Exactly. <laughs> right. You All remember right. that video? <laughs> yes. We need to find that. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, WD-40. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> so there's an old video on YouTube. I, I find it. This it's, a, it's basically a cartoon of a guy going into a screen printing shop trying to place an order. And it, <laughs> they captured the essence of the dysfunction of quoting customers is beautiful. Oh, man, yeah. if you find that, please share. That I have it. I have the link. I'll send you the link. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, you're taking me back too. I remember uh, early on uh, having all the different brands of shirts listed on my oh, price yeah. sheet. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, speaking of links, also uh, our producer, Eric, has come up with that uh, Graphics Pro article that uh, Craig mentioned there. So you can nice. uh, check it out there and, and appreciate that. All right, Craig. So we, we've got another uh, regulator uh, question here. And uh, I think this is also a perfect opportunity to uh, have you tell our listeners where they can find you and, and what it is that you do. But um, earlier on, Chris Howard had asked, where do you get stock graphics? And um, 
So and, this and is an we're not in printed sportswear show. Say whatever you I'm want. Say, yeah, it's easy. <laughs> um, go to graphicsflow.com and you can you can see all about what we do. Um, you know, hey, you know what I can do? I can drop my personal art or do, do I have chat capability? I think I do. The, the, yeah. Uh, or you can just throw it in the private chat and Eric can get it on the banner. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, you, you can go to my, you know, here's the thing. My private art portal for selecting graphics, you can see all the artwork in graphics flow. For some reason, I just scored on SEO and I get all day long people wanting to select graphics from my portal and I don't have a screen printing business. So what I do is all these random requests for art. I just look at the area code and I said, Oh, I got a customer over here. I got a customer over here. I'm like this lead generation system. Um, but, um, graphics flow is uh, in our industry. It's the largest depository of stock, you know, artwork for, you know, screen printers and apparel decorators and personalizers, and even to a certain degree, sign makers and people in the awards, um, industry and um, the, you know, there's basically two ways to access the art. Way number one is internally within your organization um, by logging into your account and just downloading CDR AI files. Um, and number two is is a public facing um, tool, which is the art portal. And let me I'll put my I'll put my portal in here. Uh, I'll drop it in the chat, and then um, you know Eric can repost it. Cool. Uh, so you can kind of see, and, and that way you can, and you're welcome to send me a, <laughs> you can put notes in when you send me an art request. <laughs> um, you so, you know, it's not, so just let me know that it's not legit. Um, <laughs> nice. so, all right. Check all right. Out. I just, I just put the, I dropped the link in there awesome. for my cool. personal we'll get one. That on all there. right, cool. And then Chris said, and, and it's a subscription. Yeah, it's a subscription. And so there's no contracts. Um, you know, one of the things that's neat about graphics flow is, you know, it's, it's not a cost of doing business. It's a revenue generator. And, and, you know, people, you know, typically get started for $99 a month. And, you know, I had a customer yesterday, she said, you know, I did one order paid for my whole year. You know, I had this, and it was a new client, somebody that you've never done business with. So it's one of these things where, you know, everybody wants to create great graphics at a high level, but, you know, trying to do that internally, um, you know, it's, it can be pretty painful. And, and the one, you know, one thing that, I, that I've noticed, and I've been, tiptoeing through the tulips between business owners and graphic designers uh, for, for years. And I've managed our art departments for you know close to 30 years. Um, there's always that little bit of tension between the sales and the business ownership side and the art department. And well, my dad used to put it this way. He's <laughs> like, hey, listen, we don't need you to create the Mona Lisa. Um, what we need is a cool graphic created in an expeditious fashion that is going to produce a product that is going to sell through when we stick it in a college bookstore. And, um, you know, not everybody's going to have the internal capabilities to do that. If you do, you're blessed, but you're also paying for that. Right. And so we, we've seen this trend amongst our clients that have sophisticated graphics departments, um, where they say, Hey, listen, we're going to use kind of the, you know, the stock artwork is kind of, you know, our entry level, and then we're going to reserve the use of our graphics team for some of this higher level work. And that, to me, that's just a really great strategy. That's super yeah. smart. Yeah, for sure. Um, another question here, how often is new artwork added? Um, we do new art drops every month. Once you get on our, you can go to our blog at Graphics Flow. And we do we do the new art drops. So I always do kind of a fancy, uh, kind of a Facebook presentation. And the art drops are based on what's happening that time of the year. So for instance, um, if you were going to wait till July to start working on your back to school stuff, you are going to miss the boat. Back to school is happening like, get started in May. And, and if you think about it like this, this is an ingenious thing. One of my clients um, shared this with me and I thought it was really clever. Um, he's a former athletic director of a uh, school district in Florida, and he does a lot of work with uh, the team school sports, both the official and unofficial challenges are unofficial uh, channels. And so he was on the beta for graphics flow and, and Scott emailed me, I can't get into my account. And I'm like, yeah, because we're not in beta anymore. You got to put your credit card in. And so I called him and I said, dude, what's the, what's the scoop, man? Like you you seem kind of panicked. And he says, I have 85 art approvals out. I just went and juried a bunch of art for different categories and subscribed my, my coaches and my buyers to this so I can get them to pick out the artwork ahead of, you know, the big mad rush in July. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's so smart. And he goes, yeah, you know, the thing is I get crushed in my cash flow every year because everything piles up at once and I'm trying to, you know, you know, scrape together art for all these people. And he says, I'm not doing that. I'm getting them wrapped up early and I'm squeezing my competitors out. And I just thought that was such a clever thing. And I liked right. it so much that I teach that now. I teach people how to do that because yeah. it's just really, really smart in my opinion. Yeah, 
Definitely. So every month and you know, we're, we just, you know, we don't do Cinco de Mayo in May. <laughs> we did Cinco de Mayo in, in February. <laughs> so or nice. Cinco de Drinko as we like to call it here in Arizona. So <laughs> the day that yeah. never was, I think May 6th is the slowest moving day in Arizona, uh, maybe <laughs> right. right up there with March 18th. <laughs> so. Exactly. Uh, awesome. Craig, uh, this has been great. Thank you so much for all of this incredible information and, and getting people, uh, I think getting people excited about graphics too. That's the way I feel right now, at least. So yeah, I I mean, it's it. my, it's, I'm a graphics nerd, you know, it's, you know, I live for that. It's, it's just, a, it's a lot of fun. And I would also recommend, you know, if you, if you go to graphicsflow.com, um, certainly sign up for our decorator Academy, you know, we do classes, yeah. you know, we're on a cadence of every other, um, Wednesday. Um, once you're registered, once you you're registered, you'll, until you drop out. Um, but we, you know, we have amazing guest speakers on, right, uh, Aaron? Um, yeah, Terry, I haven't I, had I you on. I'm, I need to have you on, Terry. You're commit right. right I'm going to make you commit right now. We'll just have to pick a topic in a day. Okay, absolutely. Um, I'd love but, to. But uh, yeah, certainly, <laughs> you know, sign up for uh, Decorator Academy. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. And, and again, thank you for having me on. And most importantly, thank you for using my high school yearbook photo in my bio. I, I very much appreciate that. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. So I'm, I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> Craig, thank that's you awesome. so much for your time, man. This has been great. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Craig. Well, it's uh, so since uh, well, Aaron, you don't live in Phoenix anymore, and since there aren't very many trade shows, I don't get to see Craig very often. So that was uh, that was great, and. Uh, Always, always tons of great information. Craig's a, a fountain of, uh, of, uh, of information on graphics and creating yep. graphics. So yeah, yep. agreed. Great show today. Yep. Yeah. I always love talking to him too. He's just such a smart guy and, and you get, you know, you get all these great little gold nuggets if you're paying attention. Right. So you just gotta, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, um, let's go ahead and, uh, let's get into, we've actually got a five things here from our guest that joined us last week. And actually, I just saw him in LinkedIn here. William said, wow, Craig is certainly leveraging graphics. And so, uh, you know, even somebody outside of our industry notices. So that's good. <laughs> so uh, let's hit five things here. I I'll go ahead and share it, Terry, if that's all right with you. Sure, absolutely. All right. Well, Eric, whenever you're ready, sir. All right, here are five ways to improve the clarity of your marketing or speaking message. And this is from William Boardman, the community speaker who uh, joined us last week. And uh, so number one, keep the most important thing, the most important thing. If something takes the spotlight off the most important thing, get rid of it. Number two, your message is more clear if it is well-structured. Beginning, get their attention. Body, make your case. And ending, summary. Number three, words matter. Don't be vague. If people don't understand a fancy word, it is vague in their mind. Number four, examples and, and out analogies can introduce concepts that help people understand, like the bikini principle in number five. So number five, got your attention, less is more, also known as the bikini principle, long enough to cover the subject, yet short enough to be interesting. So there are five things from William Boardman. Thank you, William. You know, Aaron, uh, when when I uh, read these, uh, when William submitted them to us, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is great, great information. So another, another point, like you were saying, tidbits, uh, you know, Take a look at these and uh, and use them in your own marketing. It's uh, these are these are great uh, uh, tips on being efficient about what you do. Yeah, totally. And that, that's this is also another thing that I love about the five keys, Terry. Is it just it gives you it's kind of the bikini principle, you know, just enough to cover it, but uh, not enough to you know leaves enough to be interesting. So um, uh, speaking of that, uh, you may have noticed a new intro there. And, and so we're finally starting to get uh, those things clipped out. So you'll start seeing that more over on our Facebook page where you can uh, see just the five things. Um, we've, we've shared one so far, the one from Jay, and uh, I've got my VA working on some more for us. So uh, stay tuned and, and uh, check out those five thing opportunities. And then lastly, Terry, we want you guys, the regulators, we want you guys to participate in this. This is not something that uh, 
we really feel like it's Terry and I need to be delivering, right? We're, we're happy to read them for you, but um, we want to get this information out there. Uh, Crystal actually uh, sent one in and was the first one to go to two regular guys.com forward slash five things. And she said that she got her package. I, I promised a uh, pair of socks and I threw a couple of other things in there as well. So, um, you know, who knows? I'm not, I'm not promising any more socks for sure, but who knows if you submit the <laughs> five things and, and I really like it, there's a chance you may get a fun package in the mail. So <laughs> we're in the swag market, right, Terry? I mean, we got to do it. <laughs> exactly. Just like Craig said, well, people are talking about combining the, the businesses. So we made a shirt. That's, yes. that's what we, we made do. Two shirts, right? Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, we, we just need somebody to do graphics for us and we'll make sure it's, that's all good. <laughs> awesome. All right, Terry, well, let's uh, close out here and, and uh, find out what's coming up for you here in the near future. All right. Is, is it possible that a week from today, we're going to be at the DAC show in Chicago and Tenley Park? Unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah. So Friday, April 22nd at 1020, I'll be doing specialty inks and how to use them properly. I'm going to try not to run 20 minutes over like I did last time by miscalculating what time I was supposed to be done, but yeah. nobody got up to leave. Uh, <laughs> and after that at 1230, I'll be doing why is getting started in DTG printing so confusing. Uh, my next complete screen printing business course will be at Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago again. Uh, I'll be there May 21st and 22nd. And the same class at Workhorse Products here in Phoenix has moved from May to June 11th and 12th. And all my uh, upcoming 2022 screen printing classes are on my website, along with all my upcoming events. And you can go to terrycombs.com. How about you, Aaron? terrycombs.com. What a great place to go. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, for me coming up here, we've got... Uh, yeah, we, we're, we're earlier today, too, so we might have a full half hour break in between here. But uh, at 11, you might, get, you might be able to get that cup of coffee that you yeah, were wanting exactly to get before right. the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we do here. Um, but yeah, at 1130 Central Time. So in a little over 30 minutes from now, you can catch the half with Eric Campbell and myself. And uh, it's a wide open 30 minutes of Q&A. There's no script, no outlines just answering listener questions and and really just interacting with the question with the listeners so a lot of times the listeners are answering the listeners and we're just we're just the voice piece so um it, it is the one time in eric and i's life that uh, 30 minutes is actually 30 minutes so there are no exceptions we cut it off and uh, even have some fun with cutting it off from time to time so uh tune in over at liveosg.com which will take you to the our success group youtube page and uh, you can also tune in on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash our success group pro while at either of those places, YouTube or Facebook, make sure that you also search up Eric Campbell, E-R-I-C-H Campbell, and uh, make sure that you're subscribed or liked and, and followed and all of that fun stuff, because Eric is a wealth of information and you need to be connected to him. So, um, do you know, make sure that you're you're liked and subscribed to all the our success group stuff but also don't forget about getting on eric's channels as well you can catch it from all four of those places um terry you mentioned the dax chicago land show coming up next week I, yeah next week oh, it gives me <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> but uh it's a lot it came up on me a lot faster than i expected so uh i do have two seminars over there the first is a half day workshop that i get to do it's called into cyberspace your new online customer center and uh you know things that we talked about with craig today where you know, customers nowadays might not want to talk to people right they might not want to pick up the phone they might not want to come and see somebody in person but they still want to know who you are they still want to get an idea and understanding of who you are so the way that we can do that is through online content creation like what we do here with the podcast and stuff like that so since we've been doing this for 10 years i felt like i had some tips and tricks that i could be sharing with folks about how to create stuff like this or you know it doesn't have to be uh, every week, 60 minute plus podcast, it can be, you know, uh, once a month, 15 minutes type thing. So we're going to get into all the weeds. I actually bring the whole setup with me. And at the end, if you're one of the brave ones, you can actually record your own elevator pitch. And we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about how to create stories. And, and I even have a little bit at the end where I give people some techniques for overcoming their fears of doing this, picking up the phone and going, yep, 
hey, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, I'm coming to you on video, right? So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. We, we did it in Kansas City and it was very well received. So I'm really looking forward to the folks in Chicago uh, getting the same opportunity and, and getting to meet them and, and work with them on that. So check that out and sign up. Um, the next day on Saturday, I've got three pricing strategies to avoid and what to do instead. So we're going to look at uh, kind of a different mindset on how to price and, and, and how we can generate more profits, right? Some of the things we even talked about with Craig today where, where we're like, hey, we're, we're selling a commodity and we're just making it better. So how do we, how do we make more profit and, and do that? So um, we're going to kind of give you some techniques to protect yourself from mistakes and downturns and hopefully create raving loyal fans as well. So uh, that's what I've got going on in Tinley. And then uh, the week after that, I'll be home for three days and then get back in the car and we're going to head to Chattanooga, Tennessee for the everything embroidery market and uh, actually participating in four and supporting a fifth seminar there as well. So I'll just quickly uh, hit those on Friday. Um, that pricing strategies uh, seminar that I mentioned at DAX. I'm going to be doing a very similar program there in Chattanooga. So that's happening Friday. That same day, Friday, shortly thereafter, I get to do a seminar with my wife, Kyleen, and we are going to be talking about business owner mindset, uh, this idea of believing it's possible, overcoming fear and taking action, and uh, really kind of help people understand that being a business owner takes a whole different mindset than anything we've ever been taught in school or anything like that. And at the end of the day, we have all of the resources we need to be successful. We just have to change our mindset. So that's what we're going to talk about there. Um, like I said, I get to support another seminar. So my wife is going to be doing this seminar on her own. And really it's a, a conversation about her story. And, and the title of it is what is work-life balance? myth dream or possibility and is it a myth it, it, the spoiler alert here terry you gotta you gotta say spoiler <laughs> alert it is a possibility and and she's going to share the tools and techniques that she's used to do that and she's she's incredible at it right Our, the the laundry is is always done you know foods on the table all, all this other stuff and i sometimes lose sight of that right and, and i help where I, where i can but she's been able to just figure out this way to to be creating what she wants from her career, but also handling and covering everything else that she wants to do in her life and, and finding that balance. So um, we're going to talk about what the myth of balance is, I think, is what the real key point is there, Terry, if that helps answer your question. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Um, and then two more uh, and I'll be done. Uh, Saturday, I'm going to be talking about being customer centric is the only way to real profits and just talking about how really focusing on your customers and what being customer centric means too. That's the other thing. Cause a lot of people think me being customer centric means just bending over backwards for everybody who has money. And that is not it at all. So we'll talk about all that. And then to wrap up that show for us, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, business planning. I know most people might think, Oh my God, business planning, boring. Nah, nope. It's going to be fun. You're going to figure out why business planning is so important. You know, we need to create it in our mind first. We need to create it clearly, and then we can have a much more successful business if we have a, a bit of a plan before we jump in. So that's what I've got going on, Terry. Um, what about Eric? Would you share what Eric's got coming up here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eric's show today at 2.30 Mountain Daylight Time, because I live in Mountain Standard Time. Mountain Daylight Time for the take-up. <laughs> it is episode number 108, Machine Embroidery Evaluation, Design versus Digitizing versus Execution. And he's going to discuss embroidery, uh, why embroidery goes wrong and how our assumptions can hold us back from finding and fixing problems. Head over to ericcampbell.com and click on the Take Up tab at the top of the playlist. Uh, Eric has uh, two classes also at DAX in Chicagoland, uh, April 21st from 8.30 till 12. That feels like a long time. Uh, digitizing your first design, finding your foundations. And then uh, the next day, uh, 2.20 to 3.40, design, editing, and alterations. Head over to DAXshow.com for more information about all of our seminars. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out there at Tinley Park. Uh, Ramona, we will see you there. Looking forward to seeing you again. And uh, Todd says, don't forget the after party too. On on Friday night, we will be over at uh, the 
So there's the party that that Scott puts on on Friday night, which is awesome. So we'll be at that. But then after the party is the after party. Uh, okay, never mind. Um, but <laughs> after Scott's party, we're going to go across the street over to Buffalo Wild Wings. And um, Todd says to uh, beat Eric in trivia. So it's the trivia challenge is on, apparently. That, that seems like it would might be a difficult thing to do, but okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I normally just stand and chit-chat with everybody and, and avoid the trivia. So, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out there in Tinley Park and uh, appreciate uh, you guys. If you get a chance to get out there, make sure that you please do stop by and, and, and find us. Um, actually, our success group will have a, a booth on the show floor. So uh, come in and, and, and say hello, even if you don't get a chance to cover one of our seminars or something like that but we really think you should <laughs> there's some awesome education happening there and and uh, we're excited to be a part of it so all right terry well um let's see here what else did do we have i think i think we've got it covered i think uh the last thing here to do is really just to thank craig mertens from graphics flow for his time today and all the great information he shared about graphics and and everything that's going on in the in his world there, it, uh, Inktavo flow, right? Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's what he called it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but uh, for, in all honesty, make sure you go over to graphicsflow.com and uh, check that out and, and definitely sign up for that Decorators Academy program that he does, not just because I was a guest on it. And, uh, you know, when Terry shows up, it'll really get good, but uh, some great stuff <laughs> that he shares over there, you know, from, from the weeks to weeks that they do that. So uh, I think it's really worth checking out. And uh, again, thanks to Craig for his time here today. And we also want to thank our show producer, Eric Campbell, for keeping that uh, two regular guys wheels on the bus going round and round. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you very much, Eric. Um, so next week, Terry, we got a, a quick program note here. We will be at a little different time and date than normal for the live presentation uh, because of our seminar schedules and whatnot. We're going to move the show to Thursday, so a day early. So we're less time between getting to hang out with us here uh thursday night at 7 p.m central time central daylight time i think is correct terry but <laughs> correct <laughs> the central time it was good and uh yeah so you figure out where that is for you but seven o'clock central time we will be talking about kind of the the road warrior uh you know just different tips. Obviously we're going to be on the road, but we want to talk about some of the tips to how to manage all that, what to do when you're on the road, how do you keep your schedule up? I mean, we, we're, we're going to cover the gamut. So anything that has to do with traveling in our businesses, we want to talk about it. So we need you guys there to ask questions and, and give your information. So we will see you all there at uh, seven o'clock central on Thursday night. They're live from Dax. And it'll be after five o'clock. So there might be some consumption of beer during there the show. There may be a beer or two, so, so we'll have a little the fun. The show just, show just keep getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Yeah. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.